0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. Many thanks to Mike Miracle. And you a miracle to me. Michael be managing our studio controls today and really that's just a great Christmas themed New Year's themed miracle song, Michael. I appreciate it and I hope you and your family had a Merry Christmas out there, studio audience. Oh yeah, how about live audience out there in Tampa Bay and Happy New Year to all of you. Alright, please check out our website to find out more about the mission called I Work For Him. The website is www.iworkforhim.com that's iwork the number for him.com and in case you want to catch up a lot of our archive shows are available on the wtis1110.com website click on shows click on I work for him. and in the bottom right hand corner you'll see all of the show archives you may ask why are we doing the I work for him show I'll tell you this because 84% of the United States population does not consider faith in Jesus Christ a priority in their lives and especially their business lives the large majority Of people in the United States don't attend church regularly on a Sunday, and even if I even if they did, there are many churches in the United States that no longer present the truth about Jesus Christ, about His eternal love for us, about salvation from our sins, and about His lordship in our lives. They just don't even talk about it. And in Tampa Bay, there's over three million people on any given Sunday that will never enter the doors of a church. They'll never go. But on Monday morning, they go to work. You may be the only Jesus they ever meet. In the workplace is where they're going to meet you, where they're going to meet Jesus. We're all called to go. Some people get called to the pulpit. Some people get called overseas to missions. The rest of us get called to our cubicles. Some of us have offices with windows, but you know what I mean. We're called to the workplace all right before we get started with our guest today which is part two of the 2b1 ministries uh interview we got to remind you that i'm a business owner i work for him as my business it describes what i do it is definitely my passion with regard to workplace ministry though i'm not an expert i'm in this battle with you fighting to understand god's role in my business each and every day so I'd like to welcome back Martha Brangenberg and Tim and Jeanette Ferguson for our discussion, part two of the 2B1 Ministries discussion. Welcome back, guys.
1: Hey, great to be back. Thanks, Thanks. Jim.
0: You know, we're, we're, you know, last week we just started off the discussion about, you know, why would a business show talk about marriage? And, and, and Tim, what do we say? Why do we say that we should even be talking about marriage?
2: Well, marriage is one of the most important relationships in in our life, and and uh, like I said last week, I, I you know I, I think it can be the most joyous relationship that you'll ever have on earth, mm-hmm. and if if it's not right, it affects every area of your life, including your business.
1: And, and you know what I've heard too is that you know if you get respect from the people at work, but you don't get respect from the people that you live with, it's just not worth it. So if you can come come home and know that your wife is respecting you. No matter what happened at work that day, you're going to feel like, okay, I can have a breather. I have a safe place to go home to.
0: Well, I think that's probably one of our favorite verses. I mean, I love this Ephesians 5, 25 through 33 section. It's such a fantastic section. But I love the first verse, and I really love the last verse. The first verse, this is the solution to all marriage problems in the country. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives just like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands out there, if you would love your wife like that, you would have no marriage problems because... That would be incredible. First of all, that means you're following Christ and you're loving her unconditionally. It solves all of the problems because the eyes are all off of each other. And that's that's where the issues come in. But the last verse, which is our favorite book. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself and his wife must respect her husband. How easy would it be out there, women, to respect your husband if he loved you like Christ loved the church? That's the solution. The solution is simple. All right. So the last thing we, started, we ended with last week on the show was... Is there any hope? Are there marriages out there that are so far gone they can't be saved? What's the answer to that?
2: I I believe there's hope for any marriage. If you have if you've got a man and a woman that want to save their marriage, there's hope. Uh, I think the problem we see is that they come into it saying they saying they want to save it, but they just want the other person to change. Yes.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? So the problems, if you, I love the way you said that last week, you said they come into there and they're like, if you would just solve all of her problems, then we'd be okay. Jeanette, how do you respond to that? Exactly, exactly. Does it make you angry when a husband points at his wife and says that?
1: Yes. And we just have to breathe. We just breathe a little bit, you know, uh, as they're talking. And uh, and really the the truth of the matter is, is that when we start talking about the verse from the Bible, for instance, that you're saying, Jim, or we start talking about them spending time together in prayer or really just how about reading the Bible? You know, do you do this? They look at us. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, you're fixing her or you fixing him. We didn't come here to talk about the Bible or about praying, you know, and so it takes them a few weeks to realize that, you know, really getting your relationship on target with the Lord. Okay, it's going to take the eyes off of you and get you in the right direction. All
0: right, so those listeners out there that didn't get a chance to hear last week's show, 2B1 Ministries is a ministry of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. And it's all about marriage mentoring And we use the, the curriculum called DareToBeDifferent.com And this ministry at, at Indian Rocks Is not just for people to go to Indian Rocks This is available to anyone in the listening audience But this material DareToBeDifferent.com Is DareToBeDifferent.com I just said that slow for my mom Because she says I always say websites too fast DareToBeDifferent.com That material is available to any church In the United States In fact it's already being used in over 2,600 churches nationwide Every church needs a marriage mentoring program, and, and that's what this is all about. We're just trying to give you some hope that it doesn't matter whether your marriage is brand new and you're newlywed, you need marriage mentoring because you, you, here's how to eliminate some mistakes, avoid some mistakes. And if your marriage may be just a little rocky, especially this time of year with all the family around, you know, that's it's good to have just focus on some of your maybe little rocky issues or if your marriage is literally on the rocks, being beat up by the waves of day-to-day strife, this is for you. I mean it's amazing. And the reason this marriage mentoring program is so powerful is it's centered on God's word. And that's what makes it so incredible. So let's so if you missed last week's show, you gotta go back to the archives and look for the December twenty-third show. It is the first half of this conversation, but if you want to find out more about about the daretobedifferent.com material that we're using in any rocks, just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com. All right, let's talk about life and balance with proper priorities. What does it look like? Because if we're going to solve a marriage, we need. if we're going to help them solve a marriage, how do they need to reprioritize? What's it look like, Tim? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, the first the first question we ask them when we sit down to talk with them is how's your relationship with the lord i mean not in those words but that that's where we go and and like jeanette said just a minute ago they go wait a minute i'm here to talk about my marriage and we say exactly and so that that is the key you know as christ followers are how is our relationship with the lord because if our relationship with the lord is not right then our marriage will never be right and so that that's where we start
0: Okay. So then Jeanette, if the Lord is first, what's
1: supposed to be next? Well, you know, we, we go from there. We talk about them then spending time together and we've talked about, you know, the homework that we give them. And we say, so what we're looking for now is for you guys to connect. Do you guys feel like you're connecting? We say, what do you want to get out of this? And they're like, being able to connect? Yes. I want to connect, especially the wife. She's like, yes, I want to connect with my (laughs) husband, you know, and, uh, and then we asked the husband, what would you, what would you like? And he's like, would I like to have like a peaceful home? And, you know, I, you know, her like care about me. And so we're like, okay, so what we're going to tell you is that you need to talk at least for 15 minutes a day together with no interruptions. And they look at us like, really? And I'm like, 15 whole minutes? What are you nuts? And, and you think like, is that a long time? And how do we even do that? And we're like, you have to. Think about where you're going to do this. Are you going to do it in the bedroom? Are you going to do it out in the patio? Are you going to do it in the living room? But you need to know that there's a time and a place once a day that you're going to meet together to speak without interruptions. So that usually takes a few weeks. We've had one couple that took them a couple months. I mean, we, we stayed with them for a while. And they're like, oh, so you want us to talk? for the 15 minutes because they thought oh we went to lunch and we talked over lunch we're like no 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 no. that was great that you had a date and you went to lunch that's that's major we'll give you kudos for that but we're talking at home taking a little time just to talk and recap
0: so you're talking with the TV on and the radio blasting exactly that's another thing no
1: interruptions so there's no interruptions no kids running around the door's locked the the door's closed or there's nobody home you know maybe the kids just left for school and you have some time to just talk usually for us it works better towards the end of the day yeah Know, at the end of the day before before dinner or mm-hmm. you know the evening activities begin we have a little bit of time to chat all right
0: mm-hmm. so tim if god is first and your marriage is second what comes next well, um, well, well. first of all, God,
2: God's first, your marriage, then your family. Okay. And, you know, your kids. So your and, kids. And all the things that's that's going on there if you have so, kids. Wait a
0: minute. So if you have kids, they're not the number one priority? They're sports and all their activities?
2: Absolutely not.
0: See, and that's where we really get out of balance. Exactly. You know, people, they, they, they get God first. You know, they talk about the three-stranded cord at their wedding and all these great things. And then they get married and they stop talking. Then they have children and everything starts to explode. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and notice we haven't mentioned the word work yet so where does work where does business come into the priority list
2: well work work is next but uh, you know one, one thing i like to always say too is you know sometimes sometimes work is is gonna take priority and you know, I, you know, but you better be putting in some deposits into your kids, into your wife, uh, uh, into your, into your relationship with the Lord, you know, because work is going to take some take some time uh, from you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're if you're, uh, you know, any you know managing anything, it's it's going to take some time.
0: Well, and I think that that's so important for us to recognize: God first, our spouses next, our children next, and then our work. And then there can be exceptions where our work can get out of control. But the problem is, as an entrepreneur it's so easy to put work first and everything else falls out of place and then it goes work and then kids and then maybe our God and then our marriage and that's what happens we stop investing in our marriage. and so right. we end up with trouble right here in river city i mean that's 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 where the issue is so things get out of out of place all right tim and jeanette ferguson we're we've been we started the conversation martha my wife beautiful wife will be joining us after a little bit uh we've we've been talking about this now for two weeks about why is a business show talking about marriages and it's really because if our marriage is out of whack it affects everything that we do all right so we're we've been christian business we've been christian marriage mentors for years we never really called it that but that's what we've done for years and years and years what are the things we see most common that are troubling marriages today Tim, what start us off? Well, I, you know, I, I think I think the overarching
2: thing is just selfishness. Um, I mean, if, if you want me to, if I put one word on it, that it, it's that. I think the uh, you know another thing is just expecting the other person to change. Uh, we see that all the time. I think I think some of the baggage that people bring into marriages is the um, is the other thing, and and they just haven't dealt with it. But I got to tell you, one of the one of the overarching things that that Jeanette and I see, um, and, and and troubling, probably most of all, is that is that People just put their marriages on autopilot, and what I mean by that is they're just they're just going through the motions. And I, you know I, I'm I'm thankful that my wife does not let me go through the motions because I probably would if, if she if she allowed me. But she challenges me uh, all the time in, in 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 these things. But I think people just live in in a in a sense of um, this is this is all it's going to be. And this this is what marriage is all about, and there's nothing I can do about it, and that's just absolutely wrong. And this marriage mentoring process will 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 take that away and just bring joy to your marriage. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I love that the top of your list selfishness, and then wanting to change the other person. And, and and what's amazing is they actually think they can change the other person. Absolutely. When the only person we can affect change in is ourselves. Yes. Right, Jeanette, did you have anything you wanted to add exactly. to that list? Exactly.
1: Well, one of the things I, I, I that we is a lack of motivation. Okay, so you know how sometimes you might be in an argument with with your spouse, and uh, the phone rings, and you can pick up and just be as nice as can be. You know when you pick up your phone, and well, uh,
0: wait, I love I love it best. You're sitting there, you're taking your kids to church, oh, and yes. you're you're having an argument with your kids. You're screaming, yelling at your kids in your church, and you open the doors, and you're like, oh. Fred Nethel, great to see you exactly. big, big smile hug.
1: big yeah. smile big smile so it, so people say no this is just too hard and i say no it's not you're just lacking motivation because if i said to you right now that we're going to video you for a month okay and the whole month if you can print do these principles for the whole month and love your wife and respect your husband and show kindness to each other and we see at the end of the month that you did it all 30 days we're going to give you a check for a million dollars how many of you are going to do it all of you are going to do it. That's like, a, that's like yes, I will do that. So there's a lack of motivation. And actually what they're going to get back is so much more than the million dollars that when we can get that through their heart up to their head, then
0: everything changes. I, what we're looking for right now is a sponsor out there in the listening audience that's willing to sponsor that first million-dollar month. We'll do and, it. And if not, we'll do it. Yeah, Tim and Jeanette—they're ra- they're writing the check. That check, however, no, want be won't the be real doing good. The one month oh, you, want, oh, you yeah. guys want to do it? I don't think so. All right, but if we had somebody out there who wanted to sponsor a thousand-dollar reward for somebody to do that and then pay the video company, that we'd like that. So if you'd like to sponsor that month, where somebody gets videotaped to see if they can be good to each other, love their so. wife, and, and respect their husband for a whole month. And be loving, you get a thousand dollar reward. I think that'd be pretty good. That would be. I'd awesome. probably do that for a thousand bucks. Exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> think so. All right. So, <laughs> let's talk about the negative side of this, and, and it's not that I want to be negative, but we got to talk about the reality. We are surrounded by marriages that fail at a percentage rate somewhere over fifty percent. And within those that are Christ followers, true Christ followers, that percentage is somewhat less. Some of that twenty to twenty five percent, but the majority of marriages in the country fail, and, right. and they fail quickly. What is the collateral damage? What does it look like? Let's describe that pain. So if somebody's out there listening and they're contemplating divorce, they recognize the pain that's ahead. What do you see? What do you see, Tim?
2: I, I think the biggest thing that I see is is, is the children. And I don't think these, these people, again, when, when, they're, when they're contemplating divorce and they're saying, I'm done. I've, I've heard people say, I'm going to be happier. It, 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 it's all about them. And, and and they don't realize the damage that they're that they're inflicting on their children and their next generation. And I think I think today we're actually dealing with generational divorce mm-hmm. because you got you got people getting divorced that their parents were divorced and, and it's just you know, I remember growing up and just just going, Boy, I hope my parents never get divorced and they never did and I, I just felt blessed and felt and felt you know, that that, that, that was such a, a great thing for me.
1: Yeah, my my daughter's experiencing, for the first time that I've had a child experience, is a lot of her friends' parents going through divorce. My boys never really had that happen. And she's 13 years old, and it's been about two years. And, and they're crying and hurting at middle school, talking to her about it, you know. And then they're trying to get to have boys like them and get attention from the boys because their parents are just a little too busy to give this little girl that's in middle school the attention that she needs right now. So she's now exploring with other things that neither of those parents wanted that child to go through.
0: Well, and, yeah, And what's amazing is how stupid parents can be and how they think they can get a divorce yeah. and they'll be happy in their own new lives yes. and it won't have any effect on the kids because things will be just the same as they were before, only different yeah. and then it'll be okay. Yes. And what a pile of baloney that is. Exactly. I mean, it's just such a pile of baloney. Mm-hmm. It, it's just amazing to yeah. me.
2: I, I, know, I know people that right now that, that their kids don't even speak to them. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to tell me that was a good decision you made five years ago? No, it's just—it's not a good decision,
0: n- no matter how you look at it. It's never a good decision, but it's also not a great decision to decide to stay married and just be miserable and not work on it. Yes, because you can fix this, but you got to be willing—you have a willing heart to work on it. I will tell you the thing that Martha and I have seen the most is. In these children that are a result of a divorce, you know, we've got couples in our that, that we have mentored that are in their 30s and their 40s whose parents divorced, who have nobody in their family to look to for what a positive marriage looks like, and. So that there's no support for them to stay married because nobody's ever stayed married in their in their families before. And what I'm seeing is that these, these kids are damaged. The kids get damaged and it's irreparable damage. They never are the same again after their parents get divorced. Right. And shame on you, mom and dad, for considering divorce when you made a commitment at the altar till death do us part. Work on it. This is fixable. We said last week that there is hope for every marriage. Every marriage is fixable. If the husband and wife. For willing to work on it, mm-hmm. so before things get miserable, just start to work on it. Admit that you need help. Mm-hmm. Every marriage, here's, here's the deal: every marriage needs help. Yeah, I mean that's the key. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's go off the negative. We got enough negative. Is there? I mean. The kids are the number one collateral damage. Jet, did you look like you want to add something?
1: Well, I was just going to say, just to piggyback on what you're saying, is there's also emotional divorce. So maybe some of these couples are not getting divorced, but their role model is not good for the, for the next generation because they stayed married, but they weren't really connected. So we see that as well. So Mm -hmm. couples, you know, parents that are now in their 70s or in their 60s, and they're still married, but they never did work on it. So they just lived together. But emotionally, they were divorced. So we want to, you know, go ahead and target on that, too. Mm
0: -hmm. No, And that's an amazing thing, because I've seen marriages at 30 years which were emotionally divorced come back and be vibrant. In the in the years following that, and it's amazing, and it's a great example. But here's the deal: what what I have seen, a lot of people just think, no way, that marriage can never never survive. But God is capable of healing anything. Absolutely, He raised Lazarus from the dead. That was a pretty good deal. Okay, Lazarus been dead four days. Then He raised Jesus from the dead. I, I mean, Jesus raised Himself from the dead. I mean, he, if He can do that, He can fix a stupid marriage and a hardened heart. Absolutely. So, don't put God in a box. We have seen marriages where there have been multiple offenses, serious, serious offenses that are solved and living and thriving today. All right, so let's go on to the positive stuff. Let's talk about the characteristics of a solid marriage. What are some of those characteristics? Jeanette, start us off. Okay, well, the, the main characteristic
1: that we have seen in a marriage, because when we first got married, we both weren't walking with the Lord. So when we rededicated ourselves to the Lord and started growing together spiritually, That's when our marriage, you know, we, I mean, it it was a few months after we were married. So, but I believe that if we had not put our faith in the Lord for our marriage from the beginning, that that there wouldn't be, that the foundation wouldn't be there. So, yeah. So having...
0: That's perfect. All right, the first half of our show, we've been talking with the 2B1 Ministries team from First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Tim and Jeanette Ferguson started the conversation, and we've been talking just about the state of marriage and then talking about the balance and priorities in a marriage. And then the, we ended, with, right before the break, we ended with what are the characteristics of a solid marriage. We've got Martha Brangenberg back here in studio with us for the second half of our show. What, what else? What do we have for those solid characteristics, uh, those characteristics of a solid marriage? We started with, what was your first one, Jeanette?
1: We said that they have to have a spirit spiritual foundation both of them need to be working together towards growing spiritually and also separately growing sp- spiritually you know having their own t- quiet times and then having their time together so being on because sometimes we'll find like some of the women will you know be taking all these bible studies and then they want to come home and show their husbands about the bible study and he doesn't even want to hear about it you know and that can become friction in our christian friends that are in our church so you know to be growing together spiritually
0: Jim, okay. what do you want to add to that characteristics of a great,
2: solid marriage. Uh, characteristics. I, I would say, I mean, you know, each, each person giving 100%.
0: What do you mean? I thought marriage was 50-50. Yeah, 50 50s
2: <laughs> no, that, 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 that doesn't work. It, it's got to be every... You, you've got to be willing to give 100%. No If they only give 50%, percent you still got to give 100%. And and, and I, I think that's what it takes. And another thing, I just... It, it was something I read uh, from Anne Graham Lotz one time, which says, a, a good marriage is not made up of, of two lovers... It's made up of two forgivers mm-hmm. and you've got to be willing to forgive your spouse over and over and over again how many times 70 times 70 <laughs> plus 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 <laughs>
0: that's right martha what kind, what other as, we, as we've worked with couples over the last gosh since 1999 what are the characteristics we've seen of solid christian marriages
3: I think finding um, something in common that you both love to do and doing it together, um, especially serving in ministry together. It's a sign of a a strong marriage. It's also what can help build a strong marriage because you're you're serving others and doing it together with a, a likeness of heart.
0: All right, so, so you're saying, I mean, so doing ministry together as opposed to, well, I've got my Bible study, and you get your Bible study, and we do these things separately. You're saying do something together, minister together. That's right. Uh, I, and I will also say that, I love that, get a hobby together. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, you and I did, because I love to play golf, well, I, I sort of like to play golf. I made sure that you learned how to play golf when we first got married so that we could play together.
3: Yeah, and I, I you know, just on, on that line, I made it a priority to learn so that we had something that we could do in common. We used to play racquetball together. You're, you know, you're a little okay. bit you don't play with me Oh, is that what it was? On okay. the court that I am. But, um, and we always challenge our couples with that, too, is find something you enjoy doing together. He might like to fish and she might like to shop, but together they might ride bikes or do something. Because when you're dating, you absolutely... We're thriving to spend that time together. And then we get so busy, we forget to just enjoy each other's company. That is why we got married. Yep.
0: All right. and, and here's one of the other things that we've seen that's a, very, a solid characteristic of a, of a great marriage is a husband and wife that go to bed together at the same time it has two benefits number one you're on the same schedule uh num- well actually it has three benefits number two whoever stays up later doesn't get in trouble doing things they shouldn't be doing number three it's a lot easier to have sex when you go to bed together mm-hmm. i mean it's amazing mm-hmm. and regular sexual activity within a married couple is the way god designed it we love pastor charlie's rule what was that rule do you remember the rule about and Tim's looking at me like I don't remember. How did you not hear that sermon? I must have been the only one listening. Seventy-two hours. If you should be regularly sexual every seventy-two hours, it is that is a sign of a very healthy marriage.
2: Well, and I like what Pastor Jeff said about about sex because a lot a lot of people think that sex should drive the marriage, but sex is really a responder to your marriage. So when you've got a when you got a when you got a, a growing marriage, the natural response is going to be to come uh, to be to come to uh, sexually
0: Mm -hmm. it's okay yes we just talked about sex on a business show so you might be wondering why we're doing that it's because if your marriage is a mess your business will be too and regular sexual activity is rewarding it is the glue it is it is the it is the velcro that connects people together it's that whole to be Mm one part of this. With God at the center, that's what he designed it. Mm -hmm. He said he created man and woman in his image. The two of us together in in his image. And then he said and it was very good. That's right. That was what he said. Okay, so (laughs) what's the first step? Oh, Jeanette, did you have something you want to add to it? I was just going to
1: say, just uh, along with that, is that we need to have fun together. I think sometimes we think we're Christians, we're doing our ministry, we're reading the Bible, we're going to church. We need to have fun. We need a life lighten it up, you know, around the house when you're in the car, any little time that you have just have fun with each other you know, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time, mm. you know, have fun with your kids, be silly, let them see you being silly, you know, what whatever it is that, that your personality is like, but just and even if it's not your personality, work on being a little bit more light hearted and have fun with each other you well, know, it goes a long way.
0: And we, we find ourselves in the workplace all day long, we have to tolerate you know, ridiculous behavior and we come home and we tolerate nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we need to bring some of that lightheartedness back home mm-hmm. and I'll tell you the biggest thing if you really want to invest in your marriage shut the stupid TV off leave the radio on at 5 o'clock on Mondays and 4.30 until <laughs> January go. 1st but but shut the TV off talk mm-hmm. when you're at the, and I think one of the most powerful thing for our families and I think you guys do it too is we eat Dinner together yes. every. Day. We did it. We were successful doing every day until uh, it's uh, softball started in yes, high school exactly. for our, our daughter, and then the kids were swimming together. But that was a little easier. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those powerful, powerful things. Anything else? The characteristics of a solid marriage.
1: Well, our, our children actually mentioned that at graduation when he graduated. Thank you that we ate dinner together and that we had conversation around the table. That was one of his memories. So it might not happen every day, but if you can get it in there as, as much as you can, and other, tra- and that's a tradition. So yeah. any other traditions that you can start as a family, maybe a vacation spot you go to or something that you do on Christmas Eve, uh, something that you do a certain summer, you know, but traditions really make you feel like you have a strong foundation you know, as a family.
0: Yeah, traditions. I'm not much of a tradition guy, but we had a, did have a vacation tradition, didn't we, Martha? What was that? What was our vacation tradition? We came to Florida oh, yes. every time. Indian <laughs> Rocks Beach. That's right. <laughs> Indian Rocks Beach. And we went to First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on vacation. Imagine that. Going to church while you're on vacation. What an incredible deal. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. I know it's a miracle. We have Lee and Karen Johnson to thank for that. Tim, anything else we want to list for characteristics on a solid marriage? Anything else you want to add to that? I just got him. He didn't see. He's like, "What? Wow, I had nothing else on my list." You're looking at me I, like this. I said everything we wrote down. So okay. I, I, no, I, you know, no. All right. Let's repeat the read your list again. Just so okay. we can remind our, our,
2: our list. Just a growing relationship with the Lord. That is the most important. Uh, uh, each person giving 100. Um, uh, you know, a good marriage is made up of two forgivers. Have fun, and build traditions.
0: All right. And Martha, you added, uh, get a, a hobby together mm-hmm. and uh, serve together serve together in ministry. And I said, go to bed together, because it is important that you have regular sexual activity within your marriage. Within your marriage, that is what God designed it to be. All right. At the last segment, we, and this is part two. This is part two. If you missed par- part one last week, you got to tune in. We started talking about the characteristics of a solid marriage. Tim, you had a good list. Let's just repeat it for those people that are just now tuning in. What were those two things, or those three things, that, or four things, whatever you had? Well, the,
2: the, I would say the first thing you need is a growing relationship with the Lord. Uh, you, you need you need to be you know what are you doing to grow spiritually together? Each person giving one hundred percent to each other. Uh, a great marriage is made up of uh, of not two lovers but two forgivers. Uh, we said have fun together and build traditions. All right, Martha, you added on to that
0: a couple of other really great things.
3: Serving together alongside each other in some ministry and then also finding um, a hobby that you both enjoy doing together
0: it's a Martha's idea of a hobby was she wanted us to do puzzles together but that Martha doing puzzles is like full up full combat warfare so we couldn't do that we had to find something else to do but one of the things that I also said is that make sure you go to bed at the same time because it facilitates lots of things stay in the same schedule and of course a regular sex life all right so to finish up the show today what's the first step in building up a Christian marriage what is the first step we need to take what can we do for him Tim go
2: ahead well, I, I would say, you know maybe not the first step in building a Christian marriage, but but for the folks out there listening that 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 maybe you know are saying, well what what about me is is realize you're not the only one struggling in, in your marriage. i mean every everybody is struggling in their marriage at some point in time and uh, and just realize that there is help out there. and uh, our our church is is offering a lot of help, and it, it's 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 out there. it's available to you.
0: Right, so you're saying the first step is to get some help. I mean, yeah. get get a mentor couple alongside of you to help, and those mentor couples are available to you. Everybody in the listening audience from First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, it that's out there and available, it, and, it, and it's seventy five dollars to get into this program, and it's a commitment of ten weeks. It's fantastic, and, and it. It's and all you got to do is email me and I'll connect you up. And if you're a pastor and you want to get this in your church, the program is DareToBeDifferent.com. Make sure you tell them Jim Brangenberg sent you. Jeanette, you look like you want to add something there.
1: Well, I was I, what what we've always thought too is, to, and it's in Emerson's book as well is you know humble yourself, humble yourself, and take the first step. Because you always want, well, if the other person, if I just see a little bit of change in them, then I'll go ahead and and do a little bit of change, you know? So whoever in Emerson does say, you know, whoever is the most mature, take the first step. So, but really it has to be whoever's the most humble, right? Whoever can say, you know what? I'm just going to give this to you, Lord, and ask your Holy Spirit to help me today to show him what you have showed me to show him or to show her what you, you know, love, to respect, to show this kindness. Um, you know, the Lord says, you know, what's the, the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength and love your neighbors yourself. And that neighbor, the
3: closest one you have is the one you're going to bed with. So what mm-hmm. are we doing with that? Humble yourself and show them.
0: All right, Martha, what do you want to add to that?
3: Um, well, I was just thinking about the fact that a new year is coming and we were talking about being very intentional, you know, and one of the although we always kind of poo-poo New Year's resolutions because so many people feel like they set themselves up for failure, what a great challenge it would be to say, you know what, in 2014, I'm going to invest. We're going to invest in making our marriage stronger, in making it more of what God wants it to be, not just fixing or putting a Band-Aid on, but actually improving it so that we can have that joyful um, life that Christ promised us. As long as we are um, doing marriage his way.
0: And I can guarantee you, this is a guarantee. No stock market returns. What I'm guaranteeing (laughs) you is if your marriage is a mess today and you're running a business, if you will make that commitment in 2014 to work on your marriage by going through a marriage mentoring process, your business will be more profitable next year. All right. Has your business been radically altered and affected by, excuse me, has your life been radically altered and affected by Jesus Christ? Are you running a business? Does it look different than your non Christian? business competition and are are you perplexed on how to incorporate your faith into your business so that your business does look and feel different than your non-christian competition if you are answering yes to any of those questions then you need to check out business his way it's put together it's a biblical mentoring process for businesses designed for you to learn how to follow our lord in your workplace it's brought to you by c12 tampa bay and i work for him for more information, just email me, jim at iWorkForHim.com. That's jim at iWorkForHim.com. Next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Lori Hill, CEO of C3TB, which is the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. We'll be talking about five ways to incorporate your faith in Christ into the workplace in 2014. Our Happy New Year show and New Year's resolution show. And it's also, we're back to the five o'clock hour next week. All right. My sponsors are people I trust, people you trust, people you can trust trust. Please do business with them. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iWorkForHim.com. And on the iWorkForHim website, you'll find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. And I've read all those resources. If you'd like to get your message out to thousands of people, you can advertise on the iWorkForHim show. Contact me, Jim at iWorkForHim.com. And if you want to sponsor another hour of iWorkForHim, we'd love to add another hour in 2014. Let me know, and we can work out a deal. Thank you to my guests today and last week, Martha Brangenberg and Tim and Jeanette Ferguson. Thanks for having you. Thanks for coming and being on the show today. Thank H- you, James Happy new year. Thanks. It's been a lot of fun. All right, please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for iWork for Him. Hey, Mike Miracle, thanks for having. Just what a great year last this year. Been fantastic. I want to thank you, Mike. You've kept me on control. Well, sort of under control the whole time. And here's the 2014 when we expand the iWork for Him show. It'd be great all right if you found today's show inspiring challenging could you let me know if you want to find out more about 2b1 ministries could you let me know just email me jim at i work for that's jim at i work for all right you're listening to the last show of 2013 the i work for him show with your host jim brangenberg i'm a christ follower i own my own business I don't know about you Tampa Bay and across the world but I work for him
3: you're afraid that your life's been wasted so I hope if it's only gonna
2: let shit you-